0: This is Living Forever, Not an Option, a podcast brought to you by Care Dimensions, a provider of hospice, palliative care, and support services in Massachusetts. Your hosts are Lynn Skarmis and Mary Crow. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to our eighth episode of Living Forever, Not an Option, with your hosts, Lynn Skarmis and Mary Crow of Care Dimensions. Okay, so our topic today is Complementary Therapies, Enhancing Well-Being at End of Life. Now, Mary, there's so many services that hospice provide to people at end of life that enhances their quality of life, but I have to say one of the services that I don't think people know enough about is Complementary Therapies. And no, I'm not talking about Complementary with an I. (laughs) I'm talking about Complementary with an E, which means massage therapy, Reiki, music therapy pet therapy, and expressive
1: art therapy. Yes, absolutely, Lynn. People don't know enough about these. They
0: don't. And in the last decade, we've seen an increase in the integration of usage in, you know, with complementary therapies as an adjunct therapy to conventional medical treatment. And it's documented the benefits of um, complementary therapies with relaxation, decreased pain, reduced anxiety, improved sense, sense of well-being, which all you know, enhances the quality of life. Sure does. Yeah. So Mary, can you, you know, I I know I said complimentary with an E. So can (laughs) you tell our listeners a little bit about,
1: you know, what these services are and why they're so important in end of life? Yeah. And you're right, Lynn. It's really what they are is, is, you know, in part what you've already talked about, which is, you know, this group of of diverse systems and practices uh, and products that are, that uh, you know, then it's not conventional medicine. So these are they are a complement to what conventional medicine is already providing. And this is it's just wonderful. And I you know I love these being used in conjunction uh, with conventional medicine. And you're right. There's evidence that shows that this promotes well-being and affects many areas of people's lives. Why would you not do this? Uh, hey, you know, it goes
0: back, uh, you know, and we'll talk about later in the show, it goes back hundreds and hundreds of years, and, you know, that yeah. shows, you know, that these work, yeah. that these therapies work. Uh, even more
1: than that. Thousands of years, yes. Thousands um, of years, yes. And that's the funny part of it, isn't it? You know, we, we shy away from things that we don't understand, but yet this stuff has been around forever and shows that, that, that there's such a significant benefit to this, that you know these are things that people need to open up their, their minds to. At
0: Care Dimensions, we have been, we've been utilizing complementary therapies um, for years now. I've been there over seven years, and I know they were using complementary therapies before I got there. And all the evidence is showing that while we provide hospice care and provide these
1: complementary therapies, that it you know they have huge benefits to people. They really do. And and it just it, it's like a marriage made in heaven in my eyes, complementary therapies and hospice care. It's just it's so important with the uh, advancement in in healthcare technologies, people are living longer. There people are are living with chronic illnesses they're they're going to have advanced illnesses over a longer period of time and this stuff has been shown to help and and people worry about this right they worry about um, some of the symptoms that come with an advanced illness or an end of life uh, with pain as you with mentioned pain, especially being one of pain. Them, I pain i think pain people worry is. mostly about pain i i agree I think that um, you know people do. They worry about pain and suffering, and uh, especially in those late stages, this could end of life. Yeah. yeah. So these things they help so very much, and and they've shown to reduce this sort of thing. So, I think in compliment, which is what it is, with with conventional medicine, it's it's just a no brainer. This is wonderful that people access this type of thing, and that that there are there are hospice um, organizations like ours that that actually do this. Right. And not all hospices do. They, Yeah, that's right. Because it's not required. It's
0: not a requirement that hospice provide complementary therapies. It's a huge benefit. It adds to quality of life. But not all hospices provide them. That's right.
1: And that's why, why do you think that is? It's because they're not a reimbursable service. So it all comes down to it's basically money? Out, yes. So... But, but that to me is interesting, right? And that's why, again, I, I love this organization for a number of different reasons, but this is one of them. When something has been shown to prove to be a benefit to promote well-being in an individual and for a family at end of life, how do you not provide it? Now, I know that obviously it's, you know, you have to have reimbursement, things like that, but these are things, this it's not reimbursable, so not all hospices offer it. We know that there's a health benefit to this, that there's a promo- promoting of well-being, so we feel that there's no way not to offer it.
0: So when you're saying we, you're saying Care Dimensions. Care Dimensions. The organization Care Dimensions. Yes. A nonprofit, the largest hospice provider in Massachusetts, which I know we keep talking about, but we choose... As Kata mentions, we choose to provide these services to our
1: patients because we know there's That's a benefit right. to them. That's exactly right. Because like you said, it's not a required service under hospice. But it's, in, in my eyes, again, it's something that we're doing extremely well to, to understand the, the amazing benefits of these complementary therapies and to be able to offer that. And not at a cost to the patient or family.
0: Right. It's just, it's it's complementary to the patient <laughs> family with the eye. Um, That's but right. Right. The complementary therapies is just part of the interdisciplinary team that That's goes correct. in and sees our patients. That's right. And yes, there is no cost to That's them. That's correct. Um, and we hire, like, let, let's talk a little bit about each complementary yeah. therapy because, uh, you know, especially our music therapy. Um, when I say our, I'm, I'm going to say to the listeners, it's Kia Dimensions music therapy that we provide to our patients. We have an unbelievable program with oh. music therapy I'll tell you
1: we it's amazing and, and you know and I, it this isn't just about going and strumming a guitar or, or bringing a boombox no. I'm dating myself but right. a boombox with yeah. a cd and playing music wow, that, that is dating yourself. Is
0: dating.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a boombox <laughs> well, well I still I'm say d- xerox <laughs> machine so don't worry That's about right. it we're the same age what
0: used to be the, you know what did we used to put the little cassettes in and we those big huge things what, what did we used to call those the remember they had the headphones and we'd we'd carry the oh, the walkman the walkman <laughs> remember the walkman <laughs> Oh no, I know. Sorry, I had to die. <laughs> <laughs> Got a little off track there. We go but. back to eight-track tapes, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But, t- yeah, talk a little bit about the music therapy program. Yeah. Let, let, let's talk about Because they're not all it. the same. I No. And, again, they're not, the the programs at that the different hospices offer, even if they say they offer a music therapy program, I mean, they might just be bringing a recording, you know, and a, and a CD and in playing music for the patient, whereas ours, we have people that have mastered
1: oh, in music therapy yes. from Bentley. I think it's yes. from Bentley.
0: Yes, on our teams that go out and truly
1: provide music absolutely. therapy. So and they, talk under, a little they bit understand about that. the science to this. There's a there, you know, they understand the brain and all of the and how things function. This, like I said, it's not just about strumming a guitar. There's such a greater understanding of of really how this is affecting uh, a person's overall well-being from a physiological point of view and emotional and spiritual I just want to just go back though to something that you said you know you brought up pain and certainly there's a lot mm-hmm. of symptoms that this can ha- this actually affects but you know when you're talking about unresolved pain and why these things are so important I just wanted to mention something before we get into them individually pain consumes our attention you it know does. so when, pa- when people are in that it takes our energy and when people have a advanced illness or a terminal illness that's not where we want their energy going, right? We don't want it going to pain. What it does is it creates an atmosphere where people feel isolated, right? When, when people are in pain, how, what can you do? You can't even socialize. You can't interact. No. You can um, barely move. Yeah there's, yeah, there's a level of despair on both the parts of patients and families, we need to make sure we tend to that. And I, this is where, again, these things only enhance that quality, reducing those types of symptoms so that there's just overall greater well-being here. And so like we
0: said, it's an adjunct to what we're already doing, to right. the pain medication that we're doing, to the the nursing visits and the MD visits, but then it enhances.
1: You know, right. we can if we can control the pain, you know, in all different ways. Absolutely, absolutely. And whether it be, you know, even with the, the social workers, the chaplains, we're, we're hitting it from all angles. We we're doing the spirit, mind, and body. We are t- absolutely tending to the whole person. This is a part of that. This is a part of tending to the whole person. So, you know, with music therapy, it's, you know, people can be doing a number of different things, whether it be singing or even songwriting. You know, or doing improvisation, I I have seen them in action with this. And when you're also tapping into people's musical preferences, specific musical preferences, that even gets deeper and further. You know, in terms of bringing that connection, the therapists go in and they're, they're talking with the patients and with the families and understanding what their needs are and what their, where their interests and likes and things like that. And it cre- creates a connectedness too. It helps people to even tap into memories and other things that have been so significant in their life. And when the family is able to even be present, there's that, con- what a wonderful connection, what a wonderful memory that's being created there and eliciting those memories from the past and and the joys and the sorrows of, of what has happened. It's really very powerful. It is, I actually had a, a wife of a patient, I was talking to her one day and she was
0: saying one of the best memories she had was our one of our music therapists was in visiting her husband. They were talking about what his favorite song was and she brings up, I don't remember the song, but she brings up a song and she said, actually he loved it, the German version of it. Yeah. So what does, you know. Is that Our amazing? music therapist knew the German version of the song, ah. picked up her guitar and sang the song with them and to this day, that was one of the great memories that that wife is holding dear to her yeah. because she knew
1: that it impacted her husband in a, in a very positive way. I have to tell you, Lynn, it's just, it, it, that to me is the true essence of what we do, you know?
0: Yeah, so not only oh. did it benefit the patient, you know, probably helped relax him, calm him, but
1: it also helped the caregiver. And, and how her bereavement th- and that is affecting how this woman's bereavement is going. Mm-hmm. you know her grief reaction after sh- after the death of her husband. this is so amazing that you can that this stuff can be happening at this time of life where again, there's you know this is a this is a powerful and a, and a, a challenging and a stressful time for people in, in ways. There's also a a growth, and there can be a peace and a and a lot of harmony that can go on at this time too in these ways that we can tap into, which people sometimes don't even think about. Right, or oh, they don't know, they yeah. don't know. So this music, you know, this relaxing, this calming effect that it can have, it, it helps people in terms of this physical awareness and, and this sense of well-being. Um, it can help people to manage stress and even to express emotions. It, it helps to improve communication.
0: You know, Uh, some people, again, they have a hard
1: time uh, communicating in that way. It can enhance memories. It can even provide distraction. I've also heard that we've had some patients
0: that have end-stage Alzheimer's. Yes. uh, And, you know, they're they're not communicating anymore. But when that music starts and we find out from the family that they love Frank Sinatra or loved one of their favorite, you know, one of their favorite singers or a couple favorite songs, and we play those they do they have some awareness or Absolutely. they somehow
1: they they it's like a communication can tap into things memories and all that are very significant and deep and the, the, it's just it's an extremely powerful tool you know the the part of the brain where music is located apparently is not affected by Alzheimer's what a gift in that way because there's so many other challenges that come along with this disease I know personally going through this with my own mother when music comes on she comes she is just amazingly Comes alive. She and does. It just, Lights up a little oh, bit. I have to tell you, it just taps into all good stuff for her. Yeah, which is wonderful. It, it really does. So this this it's a pretty powerful thing. Other things that can do too is it, it can even help with relationship issues. Music. You know, oh, really? Yeah, even around, um, you know, like loss or saying goodbye or or even expressing love or gratitude to family, close friends, to help with that connection and all of those things. Um, this it, Even spiritual component, it can help with. I've seen many people. We had had a, a person on service. She hadn't been talking. She was really in the end stages of her disease process, um, this person who had Alzheimer's. And the family just kind of off the cuff had mentioned that she loved the hymn, "How Great Thou Art." We got a hold of that for her and put it on, and we played that. And the woman started. She hadn't spoken for like four months, and the woman started singing every word. Oh, Jesus! Yeah, this is—it's it's almost like a miracle. You know, like that. like the words yeah. powerful,
0: but oh, wow, that is yeah. unbelievable. I went to a service for one of our patients, and actually, our music therapist was there. <sighs> she was asked to do the music for the service, yeah, she's and uh, just her. And she brought, I think, either. Uh, her co-worker or an intern with her and just it impa- it was another impact to the family yeah, yeah like that we could continue afterwards for them yeah. and that was so
1: important for them that that she be there I hear so many stories of just that again the impact and then and the families and just what it has meant to them mm-hmm. You know, so and but you talked about even pain or heart rate, anxiety, depression. All of these things are affected. We're social beings. You know, this connectedness is so critically important to us, and it can just provide all of that. Well, and look at it. Any
0: any occasion you have when you know weddings, graduation parties, proms. What's the big focus? The music. Yes. Yeah. It brings people together. It gets them up on the dance floor dancing. It brings joy. Yes. Yeah. It, you know, it's if you think of it that way, why wouldn't it bring all that? At end of life, Absolutely. too. Absolutely. I don't know about the rap stuff and all, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I can understand the rest of it. Yeah, for those... Uh, who I know, but you hey, know, what yeah. are, I, you know, that Every, might be... That's the thing about making sure, too, that it's specific to what resonates for the for person. For the person. person it, yes. it, music in general can have a therapeutic impact. When it's something that's very personal and resonates with the person, it just has a greater one. It does. And now, uh, okay, I'll give you one guess. My dog name is Elvis.
0: <laughs> so let's think about what music that I like. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Still love Elvis. Uh. <laughs> Talking about Elvis Presley, Well, guys. we know what we're gonna be
1: playing <laughs> when you're, you're ill, that's okay? That's right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> More about Care Dimensions. Care Dimensions provides compassionate care throughout all stages of an advancing illness our expansive services and expert staff honor the richness of patients' lives, addressing complex medical issues as well as emotional, spiritual, and family concerns. We treat patients with dignity and respect so they may live as fully as possible. Care Dimensions, one of the nation's first hospice programs and the region's largest, provides services in more than 95 communities in eastern Massachusetts. For more information, please visit our website at www.caredimensions.org or call us at 888-283-1722. One of the complementary therapies is music therapy, but another one that I personally love—and I just talked about my dog—but pet therapy. Yeah, quite a few of our pet therapy dogs come into our buildings, yes. um, you know, for for meetings or you know, or even when they're being introduced to see if they'll qualify to be a pet therapy dog. Yeah, and these dogs are so well behaved; they're so friendly. And I know that there's a you know there's a very stringent training process that, yes. pe- that dogs have to go through yeah. in order to become pet therapy dogs. But for our hospice patients. You know, I've seen pet therapy go into homes. I've seen them go into assisted living facilities, even skilled nursing facilities. And even, I know we go, I think, almost every day to um, our hospice houses, both one in Lincoln and one in Danvers. And uh, the stories I hear about the impact that the dogs, mostly, I think we have mostly dogs that are are having, our pet therapy dogs are having,
1: on the patients and families, and I've heard there's huge yeah. benefits to it. Yeah, and we do. We have a, a whole bunch, and, and that's what people need to understand, that it's not, because they'll say, oh, my dog is so sweet. Oh, they'd be, You know, they really have to go through a specialized training. Yeah, and it's quite, so
0: co- It's quite like you said, it, it's, 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 it's comprehensive. Quite, Yeah, it is
1: very comprehensive. Yeah, so, you know, th- there, there's certainly, um, you know, pe- they have to be tested in everything in terms of going through this, so it's a wonderful process. We have many dogs, are certified pet therapy dogs, and it's just, like you say, it can go into any setting but some of the benefits to this in terms of just overall cardiovascular health stress and you know loneliness it's an epidemic right it is and uh, how it can impact people in this way Um, depression and and, uh, certainly facilitates all kinds of social interaction the benefits to pet therapy are amazing and I'll tell you these dogs are so instinctual I'll, you know, I, I think of so many times with our first pet therapy dog. Yeah, you we know, had Patrick. Patrick. We loved Patrick, and, and yes. I, I had been there right at the beginning when he came. I've been with the organization for so many years now, and I'll tell you, I, it was you could see the impact that it was having on patients and families, but I've I also saw the impact that it had on the staff. Mm-hmm. So this this is really you can see that you know just people's again overall we- sense of well being wow it's it's amazing but the dogs are so instinctual and they know and they're just so gentle around people and and uh, and, and really understanding and being able to visit and I'll I'll never forget Patrick and and you know laying his his head on somebody's lap as they sat there, and the lightness as as this person, and I will never forget it, I had brought Patrick out to a facility and a person who had advanced Alzheimer's disease and a memory unit, I was asked uh, to bring Patrick over, and this woman was nonverbal and uh the the nurse who ran the unit said basically she was she she really never showed emotion anymore because of the disease process. And this woman started putting her hand uh, through Patrick's mane and I have to tell you, it was amazing to watch her and And the nurse actually had tears in her eyes and said she hadn't seen that type of emotion come from this particular individual. For months, for a long time, mm. yeah, yeah.
0: It's therapeutic not only for the patient but for the staff. Like oh, you yeah, said, yeah. I mean that for them to be able to see that.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: I don't know. I've seen great benefits, and I just think you know. And meeting the dogs, I'm like, you know what, this is great. And I know we have the pet therapy, and I, you know, just to go back to pets, when we have the Kaplan Family Hospice House yeah. in Danvers, and often we have families ask if they can bring their family pet in. Yeah. So they're not they're not certified pet therapy to, um, animals, but we of course would let them come in because these patients want to spend time with their cats, their dogs. We've had people bring in a pig, a little yeah, piglet. Yeah. They had a pet. And the best one, you know, not the best one, but one of the uh, you know, a story that that really resonates and I kind of I like to tell is we had a patient that wanted to see her horse. Yeah. So we had, you know, we cleared out part of the parking lot, and they brought the horse down, walked her around back. The patient's bed was wheeled outside because the beds at the Kaplan house and at Lincoln house can be wheeled out. And the horse, you know, was walked around, and she could spend an hour or two with her horse. So, you know, you can just see what family pets do for people's well-being and for yeah. people's you know anxiety or whatever and then to have, and so you can see the benefits of pet therapy oh, on top of it too absolutely. which is great the next one, and this is the one that you know I said hundreds of years ago. This one is traced back to the 1500 B.C. I know. Okay, this yeah. is the best one. <laughs> is massage therapy? Yeah. Now, well. of course, I think massage therapy. There's huge benefits to anybody who can, you know, have massage therapy. But funny part, when I say traced back to 1500 B.C., they found cave paintings. What what looks like a picture of a physician massaging a patient's foot. You know that even in um you know in the tomb of Egypt, you know they were showing. And now we still see that nowadays, right? Yeah. <laughs> (laughs) okay yes (laughs) but you know they're looking at you know chinese medicine yeah they're looking at back you know written more than 2500 years ago that massage therapy worked the ancient greeks and romans used massage on a daily basis for medical benefits and then you know this was the best one julius caesar okay emperor used it for epilepsy why were they using it because you know there's improvements to anxiety depression Everything you talk about, Mary, pain, pain, yeah. blood pressure, insomnia, yeah. headaches. So you can
1: probably do, you oh, know, go into y- more. Yeah. But no, it's great. Do you know that there's as much benefit for the person giving the massage as getting it? Really? Now, I would rather receive it. I would <laughs> You yes, can be I would. selfish about <laughs> this, but but no, but that evidence shows that there is much benefit for the person giving the massage as there is receiving it, I had heard. So, I think that's kind of a neat fact. This is something that you know it just helps with circulation and and tone and range of motion, all kinds of stuff this works on. yeah, and the
0: the great thing that I think is you know we have massage therapists that knew, know how to work with different patients with different diseases yeah. or different you know different age ranges because as we age, our skin gets very thin, right. it gets very delicate. We do what I think is kind of like a massage, what's called comfort touch.
1: Compassionate
0: yeah. touch and, and yeah. it's stroking yeah. and it's gentle gentle pr- pressure for people who can only handle
1: certain amounts of yeah, pressure. pressure yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that's the thing because people hear massage and they're thinking, you know, my gosh, I, you know, I I had a massage a couple of days ago and it was like the person had their elbow d- deep in my... Now, right. th- now, that's not what we're doing here. No. Uh, so it, it really... It's not a deep tissue no, massage. No, it's not a deep tissue massage. It's clearly adjusting it to, like you're t- saying, individuals change when they have an advanced illness. Like you say, it, it's having to adjust it. It touches so important, Lynn. And that's, you know, a, a it's a therapeutic touch in that way. And, and people long for it, e- even through an advanced illness. So it's important that these types of things are offered. I
0: have kind of a funny story. We opened our Care our Dimensions Hospice House in Lincoln, and I want to say it was a year ago on in April. And it was funny, before it was open, I was taking a tour. You know, I had seen it, but now it was done, and, you know, we were going to have our open houses, so I was doing a last-minute tour. And down in, we have a spa room down there. For our patients, there's a beautiful tub in there um, and there's also a massage chair. And I'm in the room and I'm looking and I'm thinking, how the heck are our patients going to get on a massage chair? You know, yeah, it's yeah. hard enough. But then, you you know, when you're sitting in those massage chairs, you know, you kind of have to finagle your right. legs and yeah. get your legs up. And when I brought this up, they said, Nolan, at the hospice houses, we also provide massage therapy for our, our patients' families mm. because they're under a lot of stress. Yeah. And it's, we've found huge benefits for them, too. We don't offer the massage at home for our families, just our patients. But at the two different, Kaplan Family Hospice House in Danvers and the Care Dimensions Hospice House in Lincoln, we also do massage for our yeah, families. that's really Isn't nice. Isn't that wonderful?
1: Well, it is wonderful because, you know, when you have somebody, a loved one who is dying, I, I, you need to be tended to. You and, do. And you need to be nurtured. And, and like you say, the stress that's involved and the emotional, uh, you know, so... I can only see this as being something that is really critically important. And in the last episode, we talked about caring for the caregiver. That's one of the ways we help with caring for
0: the caregiver. We talk about hospice, we think of the patient, but it's all about the patient and family. So I just wanted to bring that up. Yeah, definitely. Um, So the the next one, I don't know a lot about, and you keep telling me I pronounce it wrong, but is it Reiki? Reiki. Reiki. (laughs) I keep saying, for the listeners, I'll kind of let you know I've been calling it Reiki. I think I don't know why, but Reiki. Reiki. Right? The Japanese
1: word, Reiki. Yeah.
0: So I'm going to have to, you know, defer to you because I don't know a lot about Reiki.
1: Well, you know, it's energy work, right? That's, that's my understanding. And, And I've had Reiki and it's, it's really quite amazing, but it's, it's another thing that can be provided in any setting and, and it's it's really uh, a, a way of doing energy work, and and sometimes you can actually um, actually have your hands on the person, but sometimes you don't even have to have that touch. And that that energy work really works things. It's you know still around the uh, relaxation of muscles, and 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 it helps to still the mind and lower blood pressure, do all those things. So it's physically, emotionally, and mentally and spiritually really very relaxing and and amazing. So. It's just another compliment that uh, that is uh, we have a lot of people who utilize reiki yeah, it's really I wonderful. I haven't it's done it, but, healing. you
0: know, I I, I think I'm going to have to try it because it goes back to ancient healing again, originated thousands of years ago, so there has to be, yeah. you know, like massage. I've had huge benefits myself from massage
1: yeah. therapy, but um, the Reiki, yeah, I, I'm going to try it. Well, so. it helps with harmony and balance and, and stress and all of that yeah. stuff, and I, I I think it's wonderful. want to talk
0: just a little bit about expressive art therapy. Yeah, mirror. yeah.
1: So that's another thing in terms of activities about whether you know you're putting a brush to paper or, or putting images together, like using a collage or, or visual arts or you know things like that. And I I actually had a, a family member who talked about their husband was an artist and he was now in an advanced Alzheimer's process, and they he was away from his work for a long time. He because of his Alzheimer's, they actually reintroduced his artwork to him. And his pictures, and this was a very accomplished artist, they were very different. Actually, they took on a very different look, but they were amazing. And actually, the f- wife is having these looked at by um, leading specialists in, in neuroscience that are kind of doing some interpretation of this. It's really quite amazing. And his behaviors decreased, Lynn. Oh, while this, he was, yes, was painted, Yes, he had sev- this is why they reintroduced this. He had really significant behaviors and even had to go out on a couple of psychiatric admissions because the behaviors were so hard to manage. They brought this back in and actually they found that his behaviors became more manageable. It was amazing. See, and and again, it's not that it's going to work with everybody, but wow, isn't that something? Doing these either guided art projects or letting people kind of do these things free flow or it's a way of expressing themselves and just seeing an accomplishment. These are experiences that can help to express feelings and thoughts, and and it's just a wonderful way, wonderful way to communicate and express oneself. And our staff, who is you know, who
0: provides this expressive art therapy, they're trained, they went to school for this. Anybody can go out with a coloring book and crayons or paints. We have trained people who have master's level degrees in expressive art therapy that know what they're doing. Yeah, when this I say we care dimensions, yeah. I, I want to make that clear. It's, you know, care Absolutely.
1: Dimensions. no. these are significant and there's a level of, you know, doing this work and also talking about it too, right? So you're getting into more of the interpretive process and, and the significance and around the meaning of what is being done as well. So it's really much deeper than, you know, and, and it's not that, listen, adult coloring is a big thing right now, right? And it helps with distraction sure it and does. it lowers stress and anxiety. It does wonderful things. But, but this is another whole level to that spirit mind and body yes yeah. this
0: is all about spirit mind and body yep and from our talk today i'm hoping people are hearing that complementary therapies affect spirit mind and body they sure do it just it they just complement what we're doing with our hospice care yep. of course i'm going to say a quote again because i'm the i'm the quote <laughs> guru here <laughs> i, I talked about you know, <laughs> i've often go to the doctors and i'll go what do you think of acupuncture what do you think of this what do you think of that and you know some of them poo poo it some of them say yeah you can give it a shot or whatever but this is a quote in ed young and he said there's a popular saying among doctors there's no such thing as alternative medicine if it works, it's just called medicine. Mm. I love that I quote like that because too. you know what? Antibiotics, hydration, chemotherapy—all that works. But if reiki, massage, music therapy works, what the heck? It's it's all medicine. Absolutely, if it's all caring for the for the body, for the spirit, mind, and body, and for that patient and family. That's right. So healing, therapeutic—that's your goal, right? That's
1: it. That's it. Well, and been. I mean, when I say healing, Tulan, I just want to say this before we wrap healing again you know you hear of healing and you're thinking that you're going to um cure disease that's not what healing is about necessarily healing is about making one whole at whatever state they're in and and uh, again bringing that level of peace and all of that and i have just seen so much of it in my in my 35 year career when people have been it's a healing process even through this dying process
0: Very true. If you want to know more about our complementary therapies at Care Dimensions, uh, you can go on our website. And I know it's at the end of the program, too, but it's www.caredimensions.org. It'll give you a list of everything we do. And, of course, you can always call us. But I hope this has been educational. I'll let you know when I go for my Reiki. Reiki. (laughs) Reiki. For my Reiki. (laughs) And I have to learn to say the word first. (laughs) Uh, But we want to thank you again for listening to Living Forever. Not an option. And please join us next time because we're going to be discussing, Mary, living with a serious illness. Thanks for listening to Living Forever, Not an Option with Lynn Skarmis and Mary Crow. To learn more about Care Dimensions, please visit our website at www.caredimensions.org or check out our podcast website at www.caredimensions.org backslash podcast. We would love to hear from you with questions or comments. Please feel free to email us at podcast at caredimensions.org. And of course, you can always call our office at any time. The number is 888-283-1722.